good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagita, all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, Native issues are human issues and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is supported by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, we're here live in the Macho Hodus uh, Stadium or Stadium Studio here in uh, St. Paul, which means blue clay land and Ho-Chunk, uh, my, uh, my uh, tribe's language. And uh, we're really surprised and happy that we've been on the radio this long. And uh, with, without getting any further, Wendy, why don't we get with Zoe with the news and uh, that you don't hear anywhere, uh, anywhere else. I'm having trouble talking, even though I did so well on that voiceover today. You did. Did you hear that? <laughs> that was good. The howling for wolves. Oh. Oh. All right. Hey, Zoe with the news. <laughs> Bonjour, relatives. Um, This is Zoe Allen. I'm a citizen of the Rosebud Sioux Nation, as well as a descendant of the White Earth Nation. And um, our first story today um, actually comes from Minneapolis. Um, It's pretty heavy, but I just asked everyone to listen with care. Um, So according to NPR News, um, today hundreds of students held a walkout and gathered in downtown Minneapolis to demand the investigation of Khalil A. Ajad's death. Um, Ajad was a 24-year-old Black man who was found dead in Crystal Lake, Minnesota in July 2022, uh, only two days after the Robbinsdale police had pulled him over for a traffic stop. Um, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner has determined in back in October that Ajad had died due to freshwater drowning. And um, Ajad's family is very suspicious of this ruling and definitely expects foul play. Um, Authorities had initially reported that Ajad fled the scene um, after pulling him over um, once when he hit a tree around one um, twenty-seven on July 3rd, 2022. Uh, The Authorities deployed K-9 units in, through the Plymouth Police Department. Um, they searched for Ajad for around 30 minutes, um, along with a state patrol helicopter. Um, police have stated that they did not find him until July 5th, two days later, when they received a call that there was an unknown body in Crystal Lake. Um, after viewing extremely graphic photos that were included in the autopsy report, Um, Ajad's family has questioned the medical examiner's reported cause of death, Um, and late last month, the family held a press conference to demand an independent investigation into his death, as well as the release of all body cam footage. Uh, The grassroots activist organization, MNT Activists, hosted a march today um, to provide a larger platform for the family to express their wants and demands. Um, Students went on to also demand that all the video evidence from the police chase, including body camera, dash cam, traffic lights, and helicopter footage be released. Uh, One student who was at the protest, Nadia Abraham, was quoted saying that she's tired of being out here and doing the same thing over and over. She went on to say that the voices of the students are important, but it feels like um, they're not being listened to. Just last week, the Robbinsdale Police Department said it would be releasing the footage soon, as they've also requested that the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension conduct an independent review of the case. And as of yet, they have not released um, the footage, and soon isn't really an exact date. So um, we'll definitely be updating all of our listeners um, as that case develops. It's horrible, horrible uh, tragedy that has occurred and has occurred too many times in this state. Um, just every week it feels like there's something else and nothing has really changed, which is really discouraging. But 
Um, I think activists like, you know, the group MNT activists are really important to follow as well as like Unicorn Riot um, to make sure you're getting updates on these developing situations. You can also follow them on Instagram at at MNT activists. Um, and in more national news, um, according to Native News Online, uh, leaders of the Native American Church are demanding the Biden administration to uphold their commitment to protecting um, peyote habitats. So last week, leaders from the country's largest intertribal religious organization met with federal officials to urge them to uphold Native rights to use peyote in religious ceremonies. Um, peyote usage for Native Americans is actually protected under the 1978 American Indian Religious Freedom Act, which protects the rights of Native Americans to exercise their traditional religions and also ensures access to sacred sites and the use uh, and possession of sacred objects. Um, So the Native American uh, church has over 300,000 members and uses peyote ceremonially. Um, Peyote is currently classified as a Schedule 1 substance and is illegal for non-Native people to use, actually. Um, According to the Native American church leaders, um, the federal government is once again not upholding its side of the law. One leader spoke to how um, the American Indian Religious Freedom Act is being violated by both clinical and pharmaceutical interests, an issue that actually um, has become increasingly worrisome, Robert, um, as more states have started loosening and revisiting their drug laws, um, especially as it pertains to marijuana. But we're also seeing other states like I believe um, Washington state um, has decriminalized or maybe even legalized um, the use of hallucinatory drugs such as mushrooms or psilocybin for, you know, clinical trials um, to help with mental illness disorders, um, which is actually really promising. But when it regards, you know, peyote, um, it's a sacred medicine that only, you know, Native people should have right to use. Um, it, it becomes more of an issue uh, in regards to stuff, in, in regards to a case like this, which I think is something that a lot of people aren't talking about um, when it comes to Revisiting drug laws, Um, peyote is a hallucinogenic cactus, and it only grows on private lands in southern Texas. Um, So it's a very limited area that it grows in, and that's why it needs to be really protected. It also takes about eight to ten years to mature to be able to be used. Um, So therefore, the Native American church leaders are urging the interior, agriculture, and justice departments of the U.S. to take initiative in order to protect the continued use of the plant for enrolled citizens of federally recognized tribes. Uh, The Native American church is requesting $5 million in federal funding for a new program to be established either by the USDA's existing conservation reserve program or as a standalone grant program to be administered by the Department of Interior's Office of the Assistant Secretary Indian Affairs. Um, So you know, Native American rights are kind of under attack on every level, it seems like lately, you know, Robert, um, yeah. it's just been hit after hit, especially when it comes to, of course, our, our, our lands. But um, it's it's scary to think about something as special as our ceremonies also being potentially threatened in times like these. Well, that reminds um, me, Zoe, of like uh, the onslaught of uh, sage and uh, our medicines, too, that you see in... Uh, places like patina and all these uh other places we got a minute left what else do you got for us zoe yeah really quick um some good news uh which is that the u.s department of interior has sought to restore wild and healthy populations of bison um across the state um so or across the country so um interior secretary deb holland has issued a secretary's order that allocates over Twenty-five um, million from the Inflation Reduction Act to fund restoration projects. So we'll definitely have more updates on that as that develops as well. And this has been Turtle Island News with Zoe Allen, Chimi Gwich for listening. Wow, great job as always, Pinigigi Zoe. Up next, we got uh, Wendy with our sacred uh, animals, our relatives, and then we have Doctor Stately later on. 
Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. Learn more about how Democrats are standing up for working families and small businesses at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by Minnesota AFL-CIO. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. This is Winona LaDuke of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh, Oh, good one, Zoe. Hey, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy's now a part-time... contributor to the show but you know it seems like you've been uh the last week and a half you've been on awful lot so i appreciate it and mm-hmm. appreciate you um and we uh started the show wendy over way over six years ago and you've been on everyone mm-hmm. uh and just a great you know wherever we go out in the public people are like either where if i'm not with you it's like where's wendy mm. or you have your own fans like when we had our booth at the fair all those people uh coming up to the booth wanting to know where you are and uh I you appreciate were that. yeah so big part of the show um i learn something every time so uh i can't wait to hear uh what you have i remember that one time uh it was about a year ago wendy when mm-hmm. it was really hard to listen to one of you remember you had those facts and it was yeah. just like everyone was like Doom oh my and god glue, yeah and then we i were, try to mix it up well Let's go with the, our sacred animal. Welcome, uh, Wendy, with our sacred portion of our sacred animal portion yeah. of our show. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hi. My name is Hanaji Hihani, and that means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the state and local level. And I found an article today, and I'm, I've been, you know, Robert and I, we watch the news every night, and we're watching this devastation of the earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria. And every day, day, um, it kind of astonishes us that there are still people and animals being rescued and found still alive, uh, even even though the first earthquake um, on February 6th, that was the first one. So they're still pulling people and animals out of that. And uh, that the Humane Society International, it's like a cousin of the Humane Society of the United of the United States is there now helping and helping doing some rescuing, which is really an awesome thing. And I, I just want to, um, you know, send my heartfelt um, 
prayers to all the people in Turkey and Syria and all the people working there to do all the rescuing. Um, I think that they said there's over 50,000 people who have been killed so yeah. far. That's just, I can't even imagine how... Well, they even had a week or two weeks later <sighs> those aftershocks, too. Yep. Yeah, and they weren't little aftershocks. They were pretty dev- devastating ones. I have an article here from the uh, Humane World. That's Kitty Block's blog that she is the president and CEO of the Humane Society of the United States. And this is uh, dated March 1st. And she talks about um, the earthquakes and about uh, Humane Society International being there and helping with the rescue. Um, and... I just want to tell a couple of really quick stories of of happiness. So there was this woman, her name is Rumi, uh, and Rumi said that her cat, Layla, woke her up uh, moments before the earthquake hit, and Rumi was able to jump out of the window and get to safety. She also got her cat out as well. But she broke her leg and was rescued herself. And with all the chaos and everything going on during that time, Rumi and her cat Layla got separated. And Rumi had to go a whole hour away to the rescue, to the um, place where she could get help for her leg. And she was gone there getting getting help. And she was really put out so many pleads on Facebook uh, to get her cat Layla back. Um, and there is a woman who is running the rescue team. Her name is Kelly Donathan. She was leading the refu- uh, rescue efforts in the region. Uh, so she contacted Rumi and asked Rumi to record her voice call, calling Layla repeatedly over and over again. Um, and with this voice recording in hand, Donathan arrived at the location where Rumi's house had once stood. And at dusk, Donathan played the recording of Rumi's voice over and over again. And finally, Layla emerged from among the broken buildings. Wow. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Well, that's a positive story. It is a positive story. And you know what? It's our pets. I know like when I'm away out of town and you um, ask me to say, hello to the dogs uh well gracie can't really hear that well anymore but you always tell me that wanda like can hear me and she gets excited to hear my voice heck i get excited (laughs) so that's really nice um but the team the hs uh humane society international team brought layla to one of the field veterinary hospitals uh, where she got food and water and everything and then they were uh and her cat layla were um uh brought together again so isn't that awesome they also have a story here of a a pregnant dog who gave, and we saw this on the news, the pregnant yeah. dog who gave birth to the dog, puppies, uh, and they were all uh, rescued and brought to safety and is um, uh, going to be, be be adopted. So I'm really happy about that. But I was really looking around. You know, Robert, we talked about this so many times. This is from Euronews.green. Uh, This is dated February 7th, uh, 2023, and it's a fact check. Did animals detect the Turkey and Syria earthquake before they happened? Mm. And um, can animals detect earthquakes early? Videos have emerged of animals acting strangely before the devastating earthquake that struck Turkey and Syria. The footage appears to show dogs barking and birds flying irregularly uh, in the lead up to the tragedy, which has killed more than 50,000 people. And people often report abnormal behavior from animals in these lead up to earth tremors. But is there any science behind the sixth sense? And what does research say? Is it cats too? Look at, I got a cat right here. <laughs> the article that I'm reading here, uh, let me see what the date is. They don't really talk about, um, right, this was also written by Charlotte Elton. Give everybody credit, but where credit is due, right? So February 17th, 2013. Um, have animals detected earthquakes early in the past? Mm. Around 50,000 detectable quakes occur in the world each year. 
I'm sorry. Did I say 50,000? Yeah. Okay. That is wrong. What? Around 500,000 detectable quakes occur in the world each year. Good correction. I know. Of which, that's a big mistake, of which (laughs) roughly 100 cause damage. Seismologists have no way of knowing exactly when or where the next earthquake will hit, so the potential for animals to be early warning systems is interesting. But the idea that animals can predict earth tremors is is not new. In 373 B.C., Roman author, a Roman author wrote about how snakes, mice, and insects fled the city of Heliki before it destroy it was destroyed by earthquakes. Oh. Yeah. So this has been going snakes on a long too, time. Huh? Yes. Well, because they you know, they live underground and they burrow. More recently, hibernated hibernating snakes again abandoned the Chinese city of Heliki. Prior to the 7.3 magnitude earthquake in 1975, in 2016, thousands of birds took flight before an earthquake struck Oklahoma. Animals might sense earthquakes seconds earlier. Science suggests that animals may be able to sense internal tremors seconds or minutes earlier. When an earthquake hits, seismic waves emanate out of the tremor epicenter. Primary waves, the first waves to be felt are smaller and go larger and go largely undetected by humans, right? Wow. Us humans are busy, we're talking, we're moving, we're walking, <laughs> we're driving, we don't hear anything. We don't know what's going oh. on, right? Plus I'm getting hurt here. Exactly. They proceed more violent um secondary waves in which that shakes the ground and tumbles the building. That's when we that's yeah. when we know what something's going on. Animals who have more accurate um, senses of hearing and smell than humans may feel these seconds or minutes before humans. Elephants and birds, for example, might feel the low frequency sound of the waves and vibrations from weak Four shocks, whereas rodents can hear the high frequency sounds that emanate from shattering rocks. But could animals sense earthquakes early enough to act as an early warning system? Researchers suggest it's unlikely. A 2018 bulletin of Seismologists Society of America reviewed and examined 180 previous studies and found that the correlation between animal behavior and earthquake tremors was largely anecdotal. The study clearly demonstrates strong weaknesses or even deficits in many of the published reports on possible abnormal animal behavior the authors wrote. But... (laughs) There's more, and I will tell you another time. <laughs> yes, wow, that was uh, that was some things I didn't know. I know when tsunamis came up, all the birds and animals flew away yes. way before the tsunami hit. Uh, but so, as I'm reading this article, I'm finding there's more and more people who are saying that the animals act differently before these tragedies happen. Oh, wow! Like. They ask for different kind of treats and things like that. <laughs> they act agitated. <laughs> yeah. They move around. They run. They bark. Hey, up next, uh, Dr. Stately. Thank you, Wendy Pinigigi, for that update and really interesting. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. Learn more about how Democrats are standing up for working families and small businesses at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by Minnesota AFL-CIO. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit RamseyCounty.us slash COVID vaccine. 
ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. This is Santita Jackson, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I couldn't be more excited about starting our days together Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 a.m. Central on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. Replacing your appliances can be daunting. Unstaffed superstores, confusing product reviews, and higher prices. It feels like the cards are stacked against you. But at Warner Stellion, the only thing we stack are the savings. Right now, save an extra $50 to $500 on each new appliance on top of instant savings. Then get a bonus for each extra appliance you add for up to $500, and you'll save time with our specialists. From shopping to free professional delivery, stack savings you can't get elsewhere from Minnesota's appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style and owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design. People often ask me, why habitation for my home? Well, I could give you hundreds of reasons. I could talk about the extensive collection of furnishing suppliers or our exceptionally talented design team. I could talk about service. But the truth is, habitation clients come back room after room and home after home, and that speaks volumes. Habitation, put some drama into your interiors. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lulia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 25, then the clouds stick around through Tuesday with a high of 37. The Tungis Palette is a social enterprise business built with purpose and fortified with love. Discover the best peach cobbler in the world at Latungi's Palette, 1400 Park Avenue South in Minneapolis. Visit the website at latungispalette.com. Bijou. I am Oshawashko Gijig. I'm from Red Lake Nation, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, we are here with Dr. Stately. We have not talked to Dr. Stately in, uh, seems like, forever, uh, and... You know, a lot's been going on at the Capitol and all over Turtle Island. And I know I was in um, – welcome, Dr. Stately, and he's the CEO of the Native American Community uh, Clinic in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities here. And, Dr. Stately, I was in um, – I was at Wounded Knee, and all the stores made you wear masks going in there. It was really, really quite refreshing and interesting. Welcome, uh, as always. Oh, thank you so much. Nice to be here. It's only been two weeks, not forever, just two weeks. But I miss you. You know that. I know. Well, I, know. I miss you too. Aww. So I'm glad we got to connect. Um, yeah, I saw on Facebook you were like, I was like, he's in Moudini. And then I think a couple of days before that you were somewhere else. And I was like, this guy really gets around. Yeah, I take after you, hockey uh, father. There, I see you all <laughs> over too. And then yeah. when I'm in uh, uh, Shakopee, then I don't see you. It's 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 just a weird world we live in. It is odd. I know. Well, I actually don't live in Shakopee, though. That's probably why you don't see me there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> but yes, um, 
It is um, odd because it's like right in my backyard here. So, no, I'm like you. I'm I'm always on the go. Yeah, you like, are. That's awesome. It's the, hey. a, it's the life of a hockey dad. Always yeah. going somewhere. Well, how are the how are those hockey players doing? They're doing well. Like, well, the the one boy, Chaske, his um, junior junior varsity was over two weeks ago. So, and junior varsity doesn't go to playoffs or go to state tournaments, any of that stuff. Any regionals, they don't do that um, at the junior varsity level, which is kind of odd to me, quite frankly. But okay. Um, but the other boy, Quatley, is. Um, they're going. They're headed to state in a week or so. Wow! They're the third place seed for the, the state tournament. They we played against um, uh, St. Thomas Academy, which is a really really tough team. We mm-hmm. won two to one. Was like, wow! Yeah, it was a tough game. It was really hard. So we the hard fought one, but we did it and. So we won that game, and we went. We it was our wild card, our ticket to the state. So it's how many uh, how many games do they have to win to get on uh, to play in downtown St. Paul? Um, well, our junior gold team won't play in downtown St. Paul. Much to their, both of them are very disappointed about this. They they are very proud of the fact that they've achieved what they've achieved. But their goal is they want to play in high school hockey playoffs for high school um, uh, uh, state tournament. Their goal is to play at the XL Energy Center someday, and they're working hard to do it. So, um, wow, that's uh, and they're young and they have some time. There are some pilots, uh, some of my relatives, of course. I was an ankle skater, so I never made it on the team. But uh, there's some pilots that played on that that tournament over the years, and uh, it's uh, electric. It's unbelievable back and forth. It's unbelievable hockey. Yeah, it is. It's hard to love any other sport after you like are a hockey dad or a mom because I think it is just it's the one of the fastest moving games you know it's um, I guess the closest thing would be I don't know the action of the action of um, <clears throat> of um, football rollerball um, rollerball roller with James Conn yeah maybe rugby the, yeah the, you know the um, tenacity and the um, pure raw energy of rugby and and um you know roller derby at the same time because you're like knocking your 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 main purpose is to get the puck and even if you have knock people down and slam Mm -hmm. them against the glass and all that other stuff at this level anyway so right it's really exciting i it brings me joy to watch them play because i know that they love it so much Mm -hmm. so it isn't something i would naturally sort of gravitate towards you know, right. Um, I'm more of a like, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the the eating of hot dogs, talking with people and visiting and the drinking of, you know, um, beverages that comes with something sedentary like baseball. But my kids just were not into that. So it's OK. No. But, you know, being an athlete, you can always go to other sports, too, or, you know, yeah, I, was a natural, yeah. I was a natural athlete, so I was not good at everything. Yeah, um, I mean, I was a natural athletic supporter. <laughs> but don't, but wait a minute, where's that? Here it is. Where's Didi Khan? Where's Didi Khan? Yeah. Oh, I thought um, I had a drum. Oh, there's the drum. I have a drum. <laughs> there you go. There you go, yeah. A little slow on the move um, there. But, um... I went to Bemidji last Monday, which is why I couldn't be with you last last week. I was in Bemidji. Um, I gave a talk at the um, BSU in their insect department. But I also took a little tour of the campus, and it's a nice little campus. and And I didn't know this, but they're they're a D one um, hockey program. So wow. And um, I also had forgotten that. Um, Zach Whitecloud was at BSU and he was recruited from BSU at, um, you know, by um, the Las Vegas um, Golden Knights. So, so, so I was like talking to my sons after I got back, I was like, "Mm, I think you should probably think about, you know, BSU. It's a small college, not too big, a little more manageable and it's a D1 team. So they're giving it some thought. Yeah. 
Well, I, I remember when St. Cloud became a D1 team. Uh, that was huge when Herb Brooks went up there and uh, shook yeah. it up a little bit. And, uh, yeah. So we have, a, you know, we have a lot of, uh, I don't know who I was talking to. I think I was talking to Matt McNeil before the show, and we were talking about um, at one time the Gophers were the big thing, and everyone, when Woog was the coach, he only recruited Minnesota players. And I know that's changed over the years. Yeah. But, now yeah, there's so yeah. many places the Minnesota players can play in Division One. Minnesota puts more people in professional hockey too than any other state in the United States. So, yeah, that's so, Wendy. Yeah. That's why this is the state of hockey, Minnesota. Yeah. Yes, that, that, and, that and the ten thousand frozen legs help too. So. <laughs> right. Well, they're slushy now, and they have been with global warming, so it's hard. I remember skating uh, for a long time, and it seems like the winters are qu- winters are quick and uh, abusive, but they're quick, and uh, the cold weather doesn't last like it used to. Uh, yeah, it seems like every year more and more fish houses end up in the lake. <laughs> and cars. <laughs> Am I laughing? I didn't mean to laugh. You, you could be, desc- instead of describing the weather, you could be describing all of my relationships in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Drowning Quick, in the lake. abusive, drowning in... <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Never stick around. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, (laughs) Hey, you were at the Capitol. I was at the Capitol. I was at the Capitol last week, and you know, talking with legislators and folks um, about our bill, but other bills too. Talking about healthcare writ large, um, all those important things to sort of like think about and consider um, when you're having a global pandemic. I like, um, I I like the, um, I mean, I do like that, you know, both sides of the house are really focused on workforce and, you know, expanding, you know, you know, helping employees get back to work and staying, stay at work and do all those other things. Although they arguably have different sort of lenses and approaches to how they would accomplish that. But I really do think like it would be fundamentally important for us to really bite off, um, you know, supporting, you know, rebuilding our um, our healthcare workforce and our healthcare system. Like it was pretty damaged and you know impacted and gutted by COVID. And you know, there's a, you can have a lot of things in your life, but if you don't have access to good healthcare or or good health. Like, you know, all the money in the world isn't going to help you, all the, all the wealth, all the, you know, you can, you can have as many, um, you can fill your entire garage with toilet paper, but if you don't have good health, it it really is that toilet paper is useless. So I think there's like, you know, I'm, I'm, that's a play on, you know, the fact that people are hoarding toilet paper at the beginning. Let me, let me get the drum again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. But I'm, but I'm, um, but you know, one of the things I think that I, my message to some of the legislators I met with over the last few weeks is like, you know, we, you know, we don't have health and well wellness, and we don't have, you know, we don't have health. We don't have a lot of things. We don't have, um, you know, uh, longevity. We don't have competition. We don't have, um, uh, you know, well, those other things. All these things are built on the ability for us all to be. Um, 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 able to care for ourselves, care for each other, and um, and um, rebuild the economy and participate as good relatives with each one another. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping to see a much more robust sort of like investment in in health and well-being. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Well, let's uh, let's uh, get ready here to take a break, and uh, I know uh, it's 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 great here in Minnesota because we have the trifecta. We have all those things happening, and we we have our relatives in the that are listening, and we have a lot of allies out there too, which I'm really happy. When Wendy and I were down at the Capitol, and I'll be there tomorrow morning, uh, uh, doing a, a thing on smudging and tobacco in classrooms um, that we did, uh, and I did in St. Paul, regardless of uh, what people thought. And but it was weird because of all the racist comments by. 
some teachers like, oh, it smells like pot. Who's smoking pot down there? And it's like, wow. Yeah, explain to the audience, Robert, what smudging is and why people, why you do it. Well, we'll do that, and we'll have Dr. Stately do that on the next segment here. Why don't we do that? Awesome. And, hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we're with Dr. Stately. We're with Wendy and Zoe. We got our own trifecta going here. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Oh. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. Learn more about how Democrats are standing up for working families and small businesses at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by Minnesota AFL-CIO. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. The Senior Linkage Line is a free statewide service of the Minnesota Board on Aging in partnership with Trellis. I have volunteered with seniors nearly 15 years working alongside their compassionate team. I am honored to partner with Trellis as we help our elders find housing, compare costs of Medicare prescriptions, and learn how to avoid fraud and scams targeting seniors. We help our elders optimize well-being as they age, and we can help you too. Reach out today at trellisconnects.org. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. And this portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. That was crazy. I wanted to get Dr. Stately to howl. Right on, right on. That's why I did it again. Hey, Dr. Stately, uh, you're the CEO of the Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. And uh, I was talking a little bit uh, when we were ending here. I want to hear your take, and maybe you can educate our uh, audience out there, because we have a lot of progressive allies out there listening to the show all over uh, Civic Media Network and, of course, here in the Twin Cities, too. Just what... uh, smudging and uh, tobacco mean to us as natives? Well, thanks. I appreciate you asking me to do that. Um, Well, I think that it's important to note that tobacco and sweetgrass and also sage, um, that those things are some of our first medicines that were given to us by Creator. Um, So... um, uh, Sage and cedar both are actually cedar as well. So those four medicines are our first medicines, sage, cedar, and sweetgrass. Those can all be used independently of each other, but also I've seen people use them in combination when they smudge. Sometimes they all have different properties to them. Some of them are, some of those things actually have been also been found to scientifically have some um, veracity in the things that we would say that they were good for. So like cedar, um, and sage um, both um, purify, right? They, they they have purification qualities to them, um, <clears throat> and um, we use those um, those as well as um, sweet grass in our ceremonial processes when we're praying, um, in preparation for prayer, and preparation for ceremony, kind of cleansing ourselves, and also. Um, so, um, cedar, <clears throat> I've been taught that cedar is actually a, um, 
medicine that we use to sort of kind of invite spirit in, right? Whereas the other sort of kind of like maybe take, um, you know, have properties of sort of like um, clearing away bad energy and those kinds of things. Cedar is a is a um, is a medicine we use in all kinds of ceremonies, like the sweat lodge and a few other um, ways to invite in um, the, the 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 ancestors and the spirits in the process of praying and um, and, and asking for help from Creator. Right. And then tobacco is a is a plant. So, and we're talking non-commercial tobacco, of course, right? So, non-commercial tobacco, not the kind that has nicotine in it, like your your Chundis, your Marlboros, your whatever, which a lot of people use, and a lot of people use those commercial tobacco products to offer prayers because they don't have access to traditional tobacco, um, or it, it's not readily available to them, and so. Um, we use tobacco to sort of like, you know, um, offer up a prayer, ask for, um, um, you know, ask creator for assistance and help, um, offer up prayers for people, um, relatives who depart, um, send them on a good, on a good path on that star path back to creator. Um, we use tobacco in all kinds of ways, um, to, um, um, to sort of like bring our prayers directly to creator. When we smoke it in a pipe, we are we are said to have our prayers and our intentions spoken or not spoken embedded in that um in that um that smoke that goes up to the heavens and goes and dissipates to our ancestors and to creator right and i know uh it's different for a lot of different tribes too because ho chunk yeah. pretty much flat cedar smudging and also one of the things too that i i if i would want my <laughs> Uh, child named, I would uh, give tobacco to an elder mm-hmm. and ask him. Yep. And if he can't yeah. or he can't do it, he would give back the tobacco. Yeah. So yeah, whenever we ask um, a spiritual person or we ask for um, a gift, like a name or something else, um, you know, um, someone to make our moccasins for us or something like that that we might use in ceremony or in dancing wrap the tobacco in red cloth and offer to the person that you're asking to make those things for you. It's a way of sort of paying respect and also um, uh, acknowledging the giving of the giving of something and the, and the receiving of something Um, reminds us to sort of like be humble in our approach to others and to recognize that we all are on the same level with one another. We all have our talents and our gifts. And I've done that where I give tobacco to a lead singer around, the, and he would put it on the drum for our family and uh, thinking good thoughts and, and oh. thing, things like that, too. I thought you were going to tell me you gave some to Beyonce. <laughs> no, Bruce Springsteen. No, that was there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Um, I think one. So one thing that I will say about NAC is that we have um, we have a very robust traditional healing program that we operate in the clinic that we put together. We have um, five or six spiritual care providers that work across our substance abuse treatment programs, our intensive outpatient treatment program. We also have a medication assisted treatment. Um, program that we um, um, use Suboxone and other um, healing approaches with people struggling with opiate use disorder. And then we also have a elder and resident, a spiritual care provider who works in our behavioral health and mental health program and outpatient uh, mental health program, <clears throat> and then across a number of other areas. And we, we host, um, we host in partnership with um relatives in our communities who are spiritual care providers and number of ceremonies like um, this week on the 7th, I think, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yep. Um, we'll have a, uh, we'll have a full moon ceremony for, um, for women. Um, actually this month we'll hold two because it is a blue moon month where we'll have two full moons in the month of March. Wow. And, um, and then we'll also, <clears throat> we also have a cedar ceremony where we, um, we cleanse people and give them a cedar bath and there's a whole, you can do that collectively in a big group. Um, and we have a few other things that we do. So check out our website and look for any of our traditional healing um, programs. They're all posted on our, our website and also on our Facebook page. So. That's huge. I mean, um, just this, the sound of it, but just knowing how, um, 
you know, how we're affected by outside things. And that really makes it more of an inside job of healing. Um, that, that yeah. that's, uh, that's awesome. I think the remarkable thing about what we do, what we're doing now and now, and NAC isn't the only one that does some of this. We have a number of other organizations in the twin cities and across the state that do this work with, with the, the native people they serve. <clears throat> but what's remarkable and, and, and profound about it is that think about it from like, <clears throat> you know, when I was a kid growing up, I didn't have any knowledge or access. Dr. Stately just froze up, but he was going to say he didn't have any acknowledge uh, or knowledge about this or access to this. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Native American Community Clinic is offering that. I know, Zoe, you uh, kind of were involved in uh, peripheral uh, of what was going on there with the healing. What are, what are your thoughts by the time we get uh, Dr. Stately back here? Yeah, no, I think it has huge only benefit to the community um, to be able to bring some of those ceremonies um, here and, and make sure that um, all of our relatives have access because I think oftentimes the urban indigenous community can feel a little left out from like the reservation community, for instance, because we have right. so much ceremony going on up north um, and then not enough happening down here when we really need a lot of healing. Um, so it's really cool to see that they're doing this. And I just looked up the event, um, tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, March 7th is the full moon ceremony that Dr. Stately was just talking about. It's six to seven. Um, if you go on their website, look under the events, it'll be on their calendar and they have a good, nice little flyer with um, some contact info if you have any questions, but if you are planning on going to moon ceremony, um, you know, women only or femme them identifying folks um usually young men can come too just that you'd learn from um, the firekeeper and you wouldn't be a part of because it's a woman's ceremony and then make sure you bring a ribbon skirt or just any long skirt if you don't have one and maybe a feast bundle too if you have one which is just bowl plate knives just to you know lessen the load on dishes or um styrofoam so yeah that's what i'd recommend if you and that is at the ceremony. native american community clinic yeah, where yes. is that, Zoe? Native American Community Clinic. I do not know the address, but I know it's yep. on Franklin. Yeah, Franklin cool. Avenue in Minneapolis. Well, you know, I think it's really exciting, Zoe, that uh, your generation gets to uh, to witness this and, and, and be a part of this. So, again, I want to thank Dr. Stately, Wendy, Zoe for the news, Wendy for all she does. And I want to thank myself because this has been a rocking show and really great information. You're listening. You know, we're the, uh, we're the seventh generation. We're still here, Wendy. Free Leonard Peltier. Now, we'll be back tomorrow. Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. See you.